Hello and welcome to EastEnders Weekly, your one and only podcast all about EastEnders. This week we'll be talking about episodes from the 12th to the 16th of March, so spoilers are ahead. I'm Ben and I'm here with Alex once again. Hello. Hello. Good evening, sir. Have you enjoyed this week? Yeah, it's been a very different week. Um, after the tension, the high tension of last week, yes. we've had a much more relaxed... Bit more relaxed. Bit more relaxed. Another relaxing day of chess, wasn't it, to uh, ease us in? Yes. Well, they played... What, this, this is with Patrick and... Bernadette, Bernadette and Ted. Ted. And Patrick yes. and Ted were in the shed playing a uh, very intense game. And then Pat- Patrick win- won and so t- said to Ted, oh, okay, this time let's play for money. <laughs> And Ted was like, okay then. And Bernadette was like, no, don't do that, Ted. And I know she's learning, isn't she? She's learning. She's, she's learning from her master. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> it was a, it was like watching the karate kid because Ted said, this isn't, I'm not playing, you're going to play for, on my behalf. And Bernadette's shocked by this response. Mm. And so then there was a, a scene where they were playing what seemed to be quite an intense game of chess. There, there was there was sweat beads coming down their forehead. They're enjoying it far much more than us viewers are, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it was, it was a strange five minutes of very little dialogue and just sh- very strange shots, close-ups of their eyes, the mm. concentration. Like I say, it, it was like an 80s feel-good kind of karate kid film. I know. I just can't work out where it's going. I mean, I don't. I can't work out why they're doing it or what they're trying to show. I, I suppose they're showing that well, kids t- from the rough area can be clever and good at chess, but well, not ch- chess. Yeah, I suppose it's one of those. Does it need to go on for this long? <laughs> no, I suppose uh, in, on this occasion though, the the ultimate goal wasn't really about Bernadette and her chess skills, but this time it was more about Patrick. And we discovered something. <laughs> we discovered Patrick's seedy. Internet history. Oh my god! It, I, you know, it started off bizarrely when you saw him on his mobile phone, and he kind of. Do you remember the um task they did on The Apprentice when they had to make the uh air, airline uh, advert, and that guy kind of sat mm. back and looked like he was pleasuring himself. <laughs> it was very similar to that. Patrick yeah. was on his mobile phone. He got a text message from a mysterious woman. From then he C X from C X, and then he uh swiped across uh and he saw these pictures of palm trees, Trinidad, and he kind of sat back, sat uh, back, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He he was he was having a good time looking at that text message and then pictures. I mean, I've noticed they seem to do this quite a lot at the moment. Is when they're trying to introduce a new storyline, they literally introduce it that episode. Like he, they could have shown him sending some texts throughout the few weeks leading up to this, but well, it seems to of, jump straight into it. Yeah, it came out of absolutely nowhere. There was no build up to it. Mm. You've had no background of that. Patrick has become quite competent at using the uh, search engine and looking up. Well, he didn't hide his tracks too well. He did he? didn't. Well, it, that's what that's the problem when you share a computer with your daughter. I mean, obviously, um, Denise's GCSE is going to good use. <laughs> Very much so. Was it in IT maths? <laughs> no, it was the mathematics. Was it math? No, it was English. It was, it was English. Oh yeah, it was what? She English. did it in English. She got a GCSE in English. Um, hence why she uh, was able to bunk off her job today because um, yeah, pulled a sickie. She pulled a sickie. She doesn't need that pay anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, that's... she doesn't need that pay anymore because Patrick did um a bet, a fifty pound bet on uh, what he believed was a six to one. Mm. 
one. Yes, because that was one that Bernadette looked up in the newspaper, wasn't it? Yes. Um, she sort of gave a little hint, but didn't read the numbers correctly, apparently. Well, no, nor did Patrick or no. Ted. But it, the, the name was linked somehow to Ted's name. And she was like, oh, you should bet on this, Ted. Look, it's, uh, oh, it sounds it? like your name. Yeah, it was like Ted did or something like that. I can't remember exactly what now, but um, it was it was like a, a loose link, and because Ted had won the bet, because Bernadette won the the very intense eighties mm. uh, uh, style chess <laughs> match, he was like, "Oh, I don't want your money, Patrick. Don't, don't worry about your money." I, 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 oh, that didn't make sense to me either, because no. like, he made such a big deal about wanting that money when he first lost the game. When he stormed when, out the cafe, yeah, and then when Bernadette won it for him, he's no, I don't want it. Yeah, he's, he's such a proud person, Ted, though, isn't mm. he? He's like, he's almost does it despite his face. And so he's like, no, Patrick, I don't want your... But again, but why did Pat- <laughs> why did Patrick put the £50 note in a little jar? Like, <laughs> I expected when he opened it, like a fairy to come out, like from Zelda or something it like that. Like, <laughs> it was like a ridiculous gesture to put this £50 note into a jar. If it was been lots of notes, like lots of £5 notes. Like, it, say, £3,000. Well, three in, three a and a half thousand pounds, in a secure jar. In a secure jar, makes no. sense. Patrick, see, Patrick needs to think about these things. But yeah, so he he put a bet. No wonder Bernadette beat him at chess. Yeah, he's just got no forward thinking. He doesn't know where to store money. He doesn't. He's he's got a threadbare sofa that every time they put their hand down the side, they get another stuff of fluff coming out of it. So yeah. So anyway, Ted's on Ted's advice, Patrick decides to go off to the betting shop and with his fifty pounds on a six to one bet. Again, another very quite sexual it was it was an acting masterclass by patrick oh what when he found out he'd won well no before that when he was doing the oh, acting yeah. of listening to the horse race on, on the radio and he's going go on and he was sh- you know rattling his fingers oh. together making the clicking noise going, go on go on and then he thought the, ra- the the horse wasn't coming in and he sat there looking all scared his eyes widened and then the, it, it was coming zoom in. on the radio slow zoom on the radio him twiddling the, the the knob you know a few times and then anyway he found out he won and uh and he says oh yeah i've just won what six to one what 300 quid looked at it again it was 66 to one so this do the is math. so do the math so it's about three and a half thousand pounds so this is where the storyline now which we were alluding to where patrick um has been talking to someone on tinternet mm. uh, uh from trinidad trinidad love of his trinidad the love of his life he's not mentioned before who he's but not it's mentioned love before. of his life because they had a childhood romance apparently they, they did she had an old photo of him and her together and <laughs> her name fantastic name may i say was renee de boing renee de boing and patrick Fabulous. it was a childhood dream and uh, she was sounds like a soul sister it does she was um she was meant to be in a pageant but then she was disqualified because she was having this this relationship with patrick which on you know on the island wasn't seen as a the right thing to do mm. and uh yeah so she she put her olive branch out and got back in touch with patrick um so patrick was like i'm spending the three and a half thousand pounds on a trip to trinidad although he'd only just come back i know he had hasn't he because it was what june july august time when uh, denise had the money troubles when she was yeah, doing it was sort of last summer wasn't it yeah and uh he was in trinidad and tobago for a quite an extended amount of time mm. enough then. for all the tins to run out in the cupboards that he's gone for quite a while for the pasta to boil over yes now denise is spending money like anything With Denise, he's got money to burn well, taking like time off sick pulling off sickies buying new sofas what would camille say she got she pulled strings to get that job for uh 
Denise? What if mm-hmm. Kamel had heard that? I'm surprised Kamel didn't knock on the door and say, "Hey, Denise, I yeah, hear you're not feeling quite well. quiet recently, isn't she?" Um, come out. Actually. Well, after after her um, rant about a, pen, a fence <laughs> being painted, <laughs> multicolored fence. Yeah, her, her, her offended by the fence. She's yeah, she's gone a bit quiet. But there's, there's been a few characters that have gone a bit quiet as of late. Well, I, I'm going forward a few episodes, but I've got to say, I was very shocked to see that Michelle appeared. Finally. Does she have something in a contract where it's just one scene a month which keeps her employed, do you think? Oh, yeah, maybe. It's one of those things where she was just randomly, oh, Big Mo's here, and then let Stacey in. It's well, you like, didn't know it was Big Mo. She no, just but still. Yeah. But it's like, what? Where did you come from? <laughs> she wasn't around for any of the, like, Patrick or the um, Aiden bits or anything. Well, but she's here she to... had anything to do with it. Her one and only storyline. Well, she lives in that house. Yeah, well, no, she yes, she does. You're right, but um, it never really happened in the house, did it? Really, mm-hmm. other than Phil kind of storming around on the well, Friday. Shirley came in and yelled at Phil. Woke She's up working weeks. at the department store. What all those late hours? But again, they're the, well, department <laughs> shops open late now, don't they? Yeah. Eight to eight, seven days a week. Again, Michelle had all these storylines. Like she came in with uh, the storyline of her talking to a photo of Pauline in the laundrette. And um, you thought, okay, right, well, maybe we'll warm to her. Maybe we'll warm to her. Mm. And she then had the stalker storyline. And they kind of... Oh, they just cut that off. Though, they cut they? that short with... That could have been quite good. That's when the sisters got together. Right and they, That could have been excellent if they just gave it the time of day. Mm. But they decided not to. They wrapped a lot up, as we've, again, yeah. we've discussed on numerous occasions. But um, but there was also that storyline at the department store that they were hinting Yeah, because they at. kept showing her at work and talking to the employees and stuff didn't they yeah and, and so they like had all the set and everything well i don't that wasn't a set well the, some of it, it was the, like the back the office tube, and stuff well the tube train was a set oh, and yeah, they used that a lot because yeah, they used they that when shirley and um oh tina tina got and stuck mum, yeah. with her with her mum yeah that was the bus crash episode that was Wow. When we all thought something was going to happen on that tube and it never did <laughs> the bus but something did happen they all got together and lifted a bus up <sighs> so they could say Let's not talk about that. Let's never discuss that again. But yes, yeah, so anyway, uh, uh, ultimately, um, Patrick uh, won the money from the bet, uh, wanted to go to Trinidad and Tobago, got found out from Denise by her looking through his sh- search history that mm. he'd be basically made a fool of. She did a search of her and found out that she, he'd been catfished. He had. He'd been catfished. He used to get on MTV. He <laughs> does. Yeah, because she's had like four or five divorces, hasn't she? All from expats from... Um trinidad she yeah she does it thinking obviously she gets a little bit of income see if he stuck with yolandi the real love of his life mm. she wouldn't do that mm. we i feel sorry for yolandi just being written off like that she's all right she's the owner of the minute mark well yes corporations Bo- multi-billionaire <laughs> she's like the richard but, but she still does all the interviews <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the disciplinary at the head office which looks like a little warehouse off the side of a <laughs> industrial estate <laughs> Also touching upon forgotten storylines, one that hasn't been forgotten is um, Ted's sort of, what is it, PD, PSD? Uh, Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Because obviously we saw that come out when he shot shot Johnny. Johnny. (laughs) Sadly, Johnny lived and stayed for a few more months. Oh, that's harsh. Well, (laughs) the second actor wasn't the highest of class, but he's, he wasn't Ted, um, that's the actor's name, he wasn't. He didn't fit in. That's why he left the show. It was hard. They, they kind of just shoehorned. He was always there. Cardboard. Just a token, wasn't he? He was always yeah. there as a token. Well, we turned into an extra to, to 
towards near the, the end. end. He he was just he was mentioned actually, and um, wasn't he uh, on Monday's episode because they found out the takings weren't very good at the obviously yes. takings weren't very good at the. I Queen don't know bit. why. Why I can't think why because they, they were they, closed they, for a, mu- a week, they, were they? Well, you know, they didn't have a lot of custom though, did they? Maybe well, there were quite a on. few men in there at one point. <laughs> Forty men. <laughs> they could have bought a drink each. Well, it, was, it was rude that they didn't. To be honest with you, they were all using the toilet, and not buying any drinks, weren't they? They should have taken their um. Cut from the uh, drug deals. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so Johnny was mentioned because uh, it was said, you know, if Johnny was still here, he could do one of his world famous oh. quiz nights that he tweets about. So yeah, people know when about. And he wears his little pink sparkly jacket because he's a gay <laughs> character. Yeah, well, <laughs> so of course. Because he's gay, yeah, obviously. So, yeah, so, so their one and only uh, money spinner, which is Johnny's quiz nights, weren't, wasn't happening. Mm. So they thought, okay, we'll, we'll do an uh, open mic night. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Back to Ted. Back to Ted and Joyce. So yeah, so Ted. Not well, anyone Joyce. cares about them. Well, I must We've say, got to get them covered. They, 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 they had a few great moments. I Joyce um, is becoming almost one of my favourite comic <laughs> roles purely oh, because she um, obviously told Patrick that they were having. They had a they had a huge bill, a bill they didn't know about. That was mysterious, was it? Their lawyer bill from the court, from well, the court case. They're not in jail for having a firearm, so. You know how? How indeed? That's an automatic five-year sentence. It could be the. F- it could be that. F- well, it could be the fine that they were meant to have paid, and they, you know, even on a pension, they had to save <laughs> up for that fine. But um, so yeah, Joyce an- an- announced to Patrick that uh, she that they basically had this huge bill and the money that they were saving up toward going to Australia to see his son, so they could mend the bridge that had mm-hmm. been collapsed for such a long time. They've mentioned that quite a few times. Their relationship with their daughters and sons isn't very good it's they've a strained never, relationship they've never explained why so hopefully was something that might happen in future mm. but of but ted wasn't very happy that patrick found out and uh, you saw basically uh, patrick had ultimately decided once he found out that he'd been made a fool of uh, by <laughs> de boying that uh, he was going to give the money to <laughs> ted um for going to australia but not before <laughs> not before did you just call her de boy <laughs> He's, he's the girl. The Is woman. that her name? That's her name. I said it earlier. De Boing. Yeah, Renee De Boing. That's <laughs> Miss how they De Boing. Okay, Miss sorry. De Bo- no, just... Ms. De Boing. No, just... There might be her married name. Oh, yeah. Might not be her maybe first not. name. Sorry, carry on. That's yeah, fine. Joyce came. <laughs> Joyce... <laughs> it's a good name, though, isn't it? It's a strong name. I liked it. Anyway, Joyce got angry with Ted uh, downstairs, went to see Patrick to vent off some steam, said, Cobbles, which quite honestly. <laughs> Pardon my friend. <laughs> Cobbles. <laughs> Cobbles. He's talking cobblers. Oh, yeah, because he lied and said that he went to a doctor's appointment and she doesn't believe well, him. But he didn't, did he? he went to, no, yeah. he sat in the No shed. prescription. And and she was she was so frustrated with Ted that she decided she was going to go to bingo. It was just, <laughs> but it was just the build-up, wasn't it? It was like, I'm, I'm going to bingo! <laughs> she went storming, coat swinging left and right. Yeah, that was her. That was her. So Patrick went to visit Ted and Ted was in a darkened room and you could hear, I, th- I thought you could hear the radio in the background and it sounded like machine gun fire. So it, you kind of heard what he was mm. thinking. So they're bringing back that storyline of his uh, PTSD, which, mm. which actually I hope they do because it's a really real issue mm. and it's something that needs to be discussed more openly. Mental, especially male yeah, especially mental health. Yeah, especially how sort of proud Ted is. Yeah. That's such an issue with um, sort of men his mm. age isn't it and again they touched on it about four or five months ago when he shot johnny <laughs> and then never really did anything with it and yeah. so they're bringing that one back a little bit anyway patrick as, as we discussed earlier needs to learn how to give people money properly and decided to post 
what, £3,400 because he kept £100 for a night on the tiles with uh, yeah. Denise. <laughs> but not enough for a sofa. But not enough for a sofa. He has to wait for the Christmas sales now. Mm. Anyway, um, and and posted it through the letterbox for it to be received by someone yes, else. he said, Ted, make sure you come pick it up straight away. Yeah. And then just left. And just left. Because that's what you Ted do. Ted didn't reply to him. No, but that's what you do, isn't it? You just leave a chunk of money in someone's mm. doorway in a communal living area. So if you've used the um, jar that you used for the <laughs> £50, he would have been safe. No. <laughs> what, throw it through the window? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. that, <laughs> that would scare Ted. Yeah. That, would, that might trigger something, actually. You'll shoot, no. you'll shoot Blimmin' Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> We're going around full circle. Oh, dear. So, yeah, so that was that was the uh, Ted, Joyce and Patrick and Denise story Medley. for this week obviously as you say we're gonna probably be touching back to the chess storyline next week or at some point yeah. because i don't yeah. think we've seen yeah i don't think we've seen the end of that no. little chestnut no it's the new bin storyline <laughs> yes so um we also saw another regular return this week of ian with his new stubble his salt and pepper stubble his his designer beard mm. he tried a moustache a few years ago didn't work out for him. He tried then tried a hobo a sh- look. I was about to say, he tried a hobo, hipster. a hipster stringy beard. Didn't work too well for him. So now he's got a nice trimmed, tailored beard. Yes. And it actually, it suits him. He looks good. He looks like he's lost a bit of weight as well. His diabetes, mm. he's keeping an eye on it. He is that Australian son. <laughs> yes. I mean, can we just discuss new Ian? Because he's just awful. <laughs> I know. Why? He's just so, he's come back from Australia I mean, last time we heard of Peter, he was a drug addict and an alcoholic <laughs> and wasn't functioning. Hmm. He's come back from Australia with this new lease of life of positive thinking and he's got this book. Oh, yes, oh. the book, you, uh, you Can Awful. Do It Too or something, We Can Do or something like that. <laughs> I forget what the book's called. But but the thing is, that he said in one of the episodes that he didn't, while he was in Australia, he hadn't even got this new lease of life it was wasn't until he got onto the plane and the airline you know those magazines you get mm. with the airline there was an, just an article just a little article maybe it, i think he said it was 12 paragraphs and he read it and that was it that was him done he's now got this whole new ethos and new look upon life yeah. horrible. so he, it was horrible and that line when he was talking to to his mum kathy and he said oh i'm gonna marry mel i just thought oh for God's sake. Well, yeah, because it kind really? of, it kind of con- contradicted also that he was not looking backwards or looking forwards, which mm. was this mantra he kept repeating, repeating, repeating. And he was quite rightly advised that that's looking backwards. But something that really made me laugh at the beginning of the week when uh, Ian basically said, oh, you know, as one businessman to one businesswoman, let's go out, have a drink, go to the Vic. You know, nothing more than that. It's absolutely fine. But every time Ian did something which was a little bit, Dating, or it sounded like it was going to be a bit dating. She kept, it was almost like a, a carry on, like a comedy film. She kept looking slightly off <laughs> side from the camera, eyes looking wide, mm. like like a like a deer on ice or something like that. She always looked a little bit, and her mouth kind of tilted a bit, like that. What? Well, and you almost expected a what? <laughs> you always expected like a what? Every time she like looked at the camera, well, she just kept shooting him down, didn't she? Well, that's because she has. Well, she, oh, she has, has another stallion on her. Um, she does her menu, doesn't she? Um, which I have to mention straight away that Jack's turtleneck skills this week were. I know. Remarkable. I've noticed that because um, Patrick was wearing one as well. Oh, I didn't, of, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't notice that. So it must be <laughs> that in Thingamwolford, maybe Cush is selling them on his stool. 
Well, I buy mean, one get one free, and they're all wearing turtlenecks. <laughs> no, he only does lady. Well, he might. Mm. <laughs> but um, Jack has always been ahead of fashion at uh, in the square because remember when he wore that cravat? Yes, he wore yeah. that beautiful cravat when he was selling off his uh, houses. Houses that time, but he always wears a little. Pla- he's, he's been wore all week. He wears a different color turtleneck. He had a dark, pay- a dark green one tonight. At the beginning of the week, he wore like a milk tray black one. <laughs> I have expected him to come through the doors in like skis or something like that and just be like, hi, Mel. <laughs> like, Do you think Ingrid's, the nanny's like buying him his outfits and laying them out for him every morning? <laughs> it's what Ronnie used to do with the cravats. And now, oh, um, yeah. now the nanny's um, laying out his outfits for the week. Jack can't. <laughs> I, reckon, himself. I reckon Ingrid dresses him. I don't think Jack is able to do that himself. He just wakes up in the morning with his arms bent like, Ingrid, <laughs> we haven't seen, um We haven't seen Ingrid for a while. Because her and Keanu are meant to be dating, but there's really no mm. sight of her. Again, I think she's a, a bit of a part-timer now. Is mm. one kind of introduced for the... Well, Keanu's been busy this week, hasn't he? So he's not really had the time to woo Ingrid. No. Yeah. Well, he's been busy since Christmas. She hasn't, she hasn't been there, has she? No, no. Well, she, to help him. She's busy. She's working. Need. She's looking after Jack's kids while he's off well, trying yeah. to get, get his blonde. end away with Mel. You know? <laughs> the fourth blonde, would it be? Yeah, he's got a type, hasn't he? Yeah. Sam, Mitchell, mm. Ronnie, Roxy, now Mel. Was it Ronnie or Roxy that there was a letter sent to uh, E20 this week? Ronnie. Was it Ronnie? That was um, obviously Jack's ex-wife. And, so and she, she wanted she, to know what he looked like. That's right. She had mm. that. She found a, a flyer, an old flyer. Don't you think the Photoshop <laughs> on that flyer? I know. It was like an old photo of Ronnie and Roxy. It was an old photo from like a promo shot from BBC, wasn't it? Yeah. And they just put it on like a background but do you think it was deliberately bad because you could see the white but yeah. the, the white lines weren't even neat they were just like jagged lines around it do you think that was deliberate or do you think they just quickly rushed this flyer out so they could just progress this story oh. with this quick storyline not even storyline it was just a who knows it might be like an old prop maybe <laughs> i don't know it was an old old photo because they looked different it just the, everything about it just looked <laughs> awful absolutely awful the type but, of promo you would have expected from Phoenix, not E20. Oh, yeah. If it was named Phoenix, that's the type of promotional. Well, that's when it was R&R's. Yeah. R&R's, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I've noticed there's a lot of, um, whenever they get cut to the club, just so, because the club hasn't been used a lot, just to remind us that there is now a nightclub <laughs> set being used uh, in Mel's office. They keep they have increasing number of um, E twenty posters being stuck on the wall. Yeah. Not handed <laughs> opening out. Opening soon. Yeah, <laughs> they're not being handed out. They're just expecting people to know it's opening soon. And when is it opening? They keep saying soon. it's opening soon. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly. Like Mel said tonight when she left the pub after having a glass of wine, Jack was like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "I got work tomorrow. The club's opening well, soon." It's probably because Sharon's <laughs> left everything to Mel to do on her own. But what's Mel doing? Oh, what's Sharon doing? Wow. She's just trotting she just around. She just shoots off. Well, she shoots off probably Every, seeing she's Michelle. She's always in like half a scene and then goes, oh, I've got to go. And then just leaves. Well, she's off to see Michelle having really lunch. Bizarre. Ladies who lunch. Maybe yeah. they're going to the gym together or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they got a membership for the, for the <laughs> for Christmas wait. But um, also talking about the going back to what the Vic is trying to do to get his money back up. Mm. They've decided to host like a talent show this week. Obviously, Ian, being the new man that he is, wanted to volunteer himself, didn't he? Well, he was being poked. He was gently being poked by Mick. Mick, yeah, by Mick. Mick was. Um, he, uh, I think it was. Uh, pl- you get the idea that Mick did it on purpose to get a bit of a buzz around. That <laughs> hey, everyone, Ian Bill the Pratt is going to be doing yeah. something tonight, and uh, yeah, it was. A, and, and it got it got a crowd, didn't it? It, it got did. some of the um, favourites in. We only got to see three acts. Yeah, we saw Beck. We saw a bit of, of Beck. 
Netflix. And I was a bit disappointed that she didn't get quite the same reaction as she did at the school concert when she got locked up in the locker. Mm. <laughs> where's Bex? Where's Bex? <laughs> Bring back Bex. I wanted a bit of that, you know? Mm. She should have brought her posse along. I know. Obviously, she only has one original song in her. <laughs> one one hit wonder. <laughs> she always sings the same song, doesn't she? <laughs> so um, we had her. We had some poetry. She, oh, beautiful poetry the lovely by Shrimpy. multi-talented Shrimpy. I was fuming they cut away from that. I, I, I was genuinely thought they were going to show the whole poem. They showed the first line and then and then just the applause. Because I thought like maybe he was going to sing because the actor has a band in real mm. life. But no, multi-talented. Well, poetry. I wonder who he was writing, writing that poetry to. I don't know. Tracy. I, I was thinking Tracy. Tracy was there watching, wasn't mm. she? She was front row centre. He's got. Nice. Oh, there, there was someone else he had uh, his eye on, didn't wasn't there at the market store years ago? I forget now. I don't know. Oh, was there another extra, was it? Because there's that like hippie was, woman extra now. Yeah. Or oh, the one who looks like Yoko, Yoko Ono. Yeah. The one who wears the beret who went, yeah. to, um, <laughs> went to the funeral. Oh, yeah, V's funeral. V's <laughs> <Abby's> funeral. <laughs> Randomly. Oh, if anyone remembers, every week we have to make sure we mention Abby's funeral because it's becoming quite a trend. (laughs) (laughs) We're still not over it. We're not over Abby leaving. You have to get over this. That shrine Um, you put up in the lounge needs to be put down. (laughs) You can't. You light the candle every night. (laughs) And the third act we saw was obviously Ian, who got Robbie involved. Yes, it was like Ian was starting a cult. Um, and he, he was learning lines from that book, You Can Do It Too, or whatever the book was called, I forget now. Maybe the author of that book is a cult, and it's going to be a cult story. Well, that's what I thought. I thought maybe Ian was saying, or oh, one of those pyramid schemes, like what they have, like Fruit Plus oh, or something yeah. like that. That's what I thought Pulling it might money be. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to start like a Facebook page and annoy people by posting stupid videos like, hi, everyone, this is what I'm doing today. Uh, so, yeah. So just, what was um, Ian's talent then? Well, it, it wasn't Ian's talent. <laughs> Ian's talent was just standing there wearing... Well, a, yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah, wearing a shirt and a bow tie, <laughs> which was a bit random. He didn't even do anything. Well, he did. He, he explained that basically if you use your mind, you can do anything. Mind over matter. And so he wanted, so he got this hot coals. God knows where he got the hot coals. Well, then we, we, he bought the barbecue coals, didn't he, from the mm. garage. So he got these hot coals, uh, health and safety thrown out the window until Shirley discovered it, and, and wanted Robbie to walk over it. And Robbie was going to do it too. He was. He put his foot on it. He put his foot just... on it, lightly just above it. Didn't mm. seem to feel any pain. So perhaps Ian, there's something in what Ian was saying. No, he did because he moaned that he had a splinter afterwards and got upset. Yeah, but he got the splinter from the pub floor, the sawdust floor. (laughs) So he got the splinter from that. So then, you know, back to, you know, Robbie being a bit of a wimp and Ian being a bit of a prat. Um, Poor Ian. He got love. Do you reckon Ian's going to like become like the Incredible Hulk and one day just have like a breakdown because everyone just laughs at him? Well, I think what the guys, the new producer is doing is sort of putting him back to what Ian used to be. He used to be that sort of laughing stock. Scrooge businessman, didn't he? And he's sort of matured a bit away from that recently. But, you know... Well, he's had some really hard storylines. Yeah, but I think they're sort of taking him back to what his character used to be. Back to his roots. Back when he was walking up and down the square trying to get his money because he was going to go bankrupt. Yeah, things like that. So I think that's obviously a trend at the moment, bringing back Mm. the old... Because he... Well, he's given Masood back his job now, but he chucked Masood out, didn't he, from the fish and chip shop. So it kind of led to Cathy and Masood when Ian sacked him and his and but kept the idea the the intellectual rights of his samosas oh yes um but we we kind of got the inclination that kathy actually does have a bit of a soft spot for masood Mm. yeah because she was going on and on to ian like oh you should let him have the samosas they're really good so they're this than that don't be such horrible but kathy seems to forget she was 
against it for weeks when Ian wasn't there. Well, she was, but she she turned a new leaf and discovered that perhaps yeah. it wasn't Maybe such a she bad idea. Maybe give Ian all. some time to turn a leaf then. Well, you're you're quite right, but you know, Kathy, <laughs> she she's always nagging old Ian. Poor old Ian again. I, I, <laughs> poor Ian. He's he's always getting. Downtrodden by someone or another, and mm. honestly, on this occasion, it's his mother. But um, so yeah, so Masood, Kathy uh said I can't remember what Kathy said, but Kathy had said something, and Masood kind of turned down, and you could see Kathy was notably a little bit upset that Masood wasn't interested in her in, mm. in, in, in romantically, not just yet anyway. I'm sure no. there's that's to come because obviously there's also that brewing hatred between Masood. And Ian, that keeps boiling over and over and over. Masood obviously did the curry with the horse meat <laughs> in the in the Queen <laughs> yeah, Vic with Shirley. with Shirley, and and again there was that big argument uh, where Masood and Ian and Ian was like, oh, you know, I, I you know, you, you're cooking this Indian meal, um, and they had this big t- oh, what was it? He gave he gave Ian the soggy chips. So yeah. he gave Ian the soggy chips. He doesn't like Indian food because he doesn't. Yeah, and then he basically chucked the meal on Ian's shirt, and Ian sat. <laughs> Ian's God knows what going through his head. Ian sat with Mel to continue that date with well, a mind big over sta- matter. Well, that's true. With that big stain on his shirt, though, would would you sit <laughs> in a pub? No, he doesn't want to risk his date with Mel, does he? No, absolutely not. What do you think about um, Kathy and Masood as a couple? Do you think that's going to be something that's interesting for people? Um, I mean, I think it's a bit of a mismatch. I don't think it's a mismatch necessarily. I just think that it's not particularly very interesting. Mm. I'll be honest with you. When Denise and Kush Kush got together, I actually found that really good, mm. and, I, I, and it yeah, kind I like of that. worked, and it worked out. And I, I suppose there's this that kind of same idea but no, i'm not particularly interested for it to happen no. but then to be perfectly honest i'm not particularly interested in what much masood does no. <laughs> which is which is it's unfair and it's shame, the two new characters that's come with him are really good mm, his um, aunt and uncle yeah i don't know why he came back so soon it was only less than a year ago he left but, but then he did that once before I, d- I don't know if the actor chose to do that but he went off meant to be going traveling with his, his young son and then came back oh, yeah, like two three weeks, weeks later yeah. It was just, it made no sense. Mm. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so we shall see. I think it's time that we have one of our segments. Yes. It's, mm. we, we, because of last week, we had a bit of a hiatus because it was a lot to talk about. I feel it's, it's time that we bring back Just Doing This Now. Just do this now. And in <laughs> honour of Big Mo's return to the soap this lovely. evening, we will be looking into the life and times of Little Mo. <gasps> oh, Play- I love Little Mo. Well, I love Little Mo too. Little more. Little more. So you can't say Little Mo without doing, no. <laughs> doing that. Um, played by Casey Ainsworth from 2000 to 2006. So let's just... Is that all that she was in it? Six yeah, she was only in it for six years. And in that time, she took nine months maternity leave. Oh my god! There you go. 
So facts, yes. facts for My you. Goodness. So, <laughs> so, so what's she been up to? Well, first of all, let's just give anyone who may have not watched the soap in that time just a bit of background information. So mm-hmm. Little Mo is part of the Slater family that was introduced in the year two thousand. Yeah, um, and she had a troubled couple of years. The first couple of years because she was married to Trevor, Trevor Morgan. Trevor Morgan. Yeah, uh, uh, who, which was a, ver- a very abusive relationship. And that was so good. That, it was that excellent. The Christmas, the Christmas one. If you've not seen it, that was sh- the, the dinner with the dinner oh, when yeah. when he basically pours all that gravy on the top of yeah. the plate and then s- squeezes his her head onto it. Honestly, look it he up. He was it's, terrifying, wasn't he? He was a great character. Mm. More or more. Anyway, <laughs> must on. <laughs> uh, anyway, she. So that was his, he died um, uh, from a fire mm-hmm. after she hit him around the head with an iron, and then she later married Billy Mitchell. Yeah, if you remember that, and yeah. and not soon after she was then raped. Um, she? Yeah, and um, uh, and from that she became pregnant, and that dissolved the marriage with her and Billy. Because you know Billy, if it's not his own, he doesn't like was it. Was it one of the known characters? That N- no, it was no. just like a. It was oh. a character that came into the pub and kind of followed her home. That's when she worked at the pub. So on her return with the baby, which was named Freddie, she started then an affair with Alfie Moon, who was with Cat at the time. And Kate and Kat discovered. God, I must have missed like her last <laughs> few years. She had a great. She had. I must have been like that short bit where I didn't watch it because I always remember Little Mo as like the nice little shy, quiet one. She was shy and quiet. Wow. But she, but she became Affairs empowered. Yeah. Now she st- when she uh, stopped her affair, she then started a relationship with a guy called Oliver, who's played by a little-known actor called Tom Ellis. Do you know Ooh, Tom Ellis yes, from, from Miranda? That's right, and, and more Lucifer. Recent, more recently, Lucifer. Yeah, that's an upgrade from Billy, isn't it? <laughs> I know. You're telling me. Is so that how she left? Well, Mo was then accused um, by Ben. Well, Ben Mitchell. <laughs> ben Mitchell hit Freddie. Mo was accused of it, and oh, of, child ev- abuse. of child abuse. And Oliver believed uh, d- believed that she did it, and so they split up, and then mm. she left. So a very sad ending for her. So I remember her. I must have watched it again at her end because I remember them having a court case with Billy and Mo, and that being sort of her final mm, scenes. Mm. Yeah, and she left with um little Freddie. So there's there's room for a return. Freddie, what? How old would Freddie be now? So he'd be twelve. Mm. Well, they had a few years, fifteen. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he <laughs> yeah, arrives. Sorry. sorry, it's like dog a bit and cat like years, isn't it? And <laughs> Louise. <laughs> it's like dog and cat years. It's like oh, twelve old, but in soap, nineteen. <laughs> but um, she's not. She's mentioned. I remember watching her be interviewed on. I think it was Lorraine, like when one of her new shows was coming out, and she said, "I'd be quite happy to come back to EastEnders if they asked." So oh. she's not sort of said no. Well, this is what she's doing now. She's been very busy. Mm. Very busy. So when she first, when just before she was meant to leave EastEnders, it was rumoured that she was joining the cast of Desperate Housewives. The American... Yes, because she was going to play Terry Hatcher's role, I think, wasn't she? Oh, I, I, no, I, I think didn't get so. that. That's interesting. I'm I may be wrong. wrong. I remember reading that. That's interesting. Terry Hatcher wasn't one of the first... Ones to be picked because Courtney Cox was above her as well. Oh, really? Oh, poor Terry Hatcher. I know. <laughs> she's she's really gone down now. She's doing Bake Off. I know. <laughs> she's doing. <laughs> dear me. So, um, so she stayed in the UK and did lots of dramas on British television, including the Americanized TV BBC soap Hotel Babylon. She was in the Casualty and Holby City Police spin-off. That's right. There was one called Holby yes, Blue. It only lasted for like one. 
Josie Darby was in that as well. Oh, really? I, I don't know why I always remember that. Oh. But yeah. And uh, she's done loads on CBBC as well, Children's BBC. She's done Am I High, Tracy Beaker, and most recently, The Worst Witch. Yes. <laughs> the, I remember that. <laughs> she's also a recurring character on Grantchester, which is on ITV. And she is a panellist on ITV's Loose Women. Is she? Mm. She's oh. done a couple of episodes of that. Goodness. Now, if you would like to catch her live, she's doing a stage show. She's just been announced to doing a stage show in a play called Holes, which is based on a book telling the story of Stanley, a Texan who's been accused of a crime that he did not commit. Mm. Now, it opens at the Nottingham Playhouse from the 5th to the 22nd of April, previews on the 31st of March. And all the information about purchasing tickets and Casey's Twitter handle can be found on the notes of this show. So, yes, show her your support. But don't be throwing gravy dinners at her on the stage because that would be most upsetting. So, yes, that's what she's doing now. Just do this now. Oh my god, I just can't <laughs> get over that um, piece of music. I love it. It's so funny. Right. So, so we've just got that one more big storyline of the week to go through from our favourite new family. Absolutely. Yes. So we had another new character come in this week of Mitch, previously from Casualty. Oh really? Yeah. They do the rounds, don't they? They do. So he has come in. On the beginning of the week, had a bit of interaction with Kim, flirting with her on the way to the market. Um, And we find out that he is to do with the Taylors. So So his first interaction with the Taylor family was with Keanu. He's got a new job, hasn't he? Yeah, so as he was eating his bacon sandwich and somehow dropping a bottle's worth of brown (laughs) sauce onto his shirt. um, He, um, yeah, he, he was introduced back to... Uh, Keegan's th- we found out it's Keegan's dad mm. Mitch because Keanu didn't want him he wanted him gone didn't he he didn't want him there yeah he he knew and rightly or wrongly which we discover rightly that um, Mitch was only bad there news. for one thing and he's bad news yeah absolutely um, and but I must say really good character I'd be quite happy for him to come back full time yeah I thought he was good he was a good character I don't think he could I th- I think it'd be difficult to pad out. I don't think you could pad it out much more. Mm, maybe a bit like Nasty Nick, just come in every come in every now and, now and, and then. then. And I, 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 I we will get to mm. it, but I I do think he will probably come back again. Yeah. Um, once once the money runs dry. <laughs> but because, well, and also because we saw um that once Karen and Keegan and all the family had accepted him into into the fold he he seemed he seemed a little bit out of place he looked at he looked oh yeah he sort of didn't like he sort of was sort of reminded that actually this family's a bit dysfunctional yeah a bit and busy very busy yeah very there's lots of things happening around and you have to keep up keep up keep up mm. but you also uh, and and Keanu could see that Keanu after after he was convinced to come back after he spent the night with Jay in his flat. Excuse me. No, <laughs> I know, I just realised how that sounded. Um, uh, Lucky he, Jay. Well, yeah, indeed. Um, he, uh, I wonder how, sorry, just on off note, it's only just come to mind. I wonder how Jay is getting on with finding someone to rent the spare two rooms in their I know. flat. They can't possibly be holding up the rent together. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're doing a bit like a B&B. So Keanu oh. spends £30 for a night. <laughs> 
<laughs> like a brothel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so that's just an afterthought. So I just thought that. Find out next week. Absolutely. So uh, Kenny comes home after he's convinced by Karen to come home. Well, not by Karen, actually. It was by Keegan. By He was told by Mitch, by Mitch what to say. Because oh, yeah, Mitch said, oh, I'm going to take everyone out for a breakfast one, one day at a time. Yes, and because took out Keegan didn't he? Because Keegan heard something about yes, Keanu's yes, dad. Let's go back to that. So let's quickly, oh yes, sorry, let's rewind back. Um, it so was proper uh, EastEnders that was absolutely. So you got the impression that Mitch kind of wanted Keanu to find out some information about his dad, mm. almost, almost to hurt him, almost to make him knock down a notch. Because yeah, it was almost to be like, I'm not i'm a good guy it's your dad who's the, the bad, bad guy one. but also to almost add a weakness in this chain that is keanu because keanu clearly is the almost the mate not the matriarch but the head the, of the family yeah, the he the seems family, he's it? the man that he's almost like the dad of the family um and so it, mitch almost to knock him down a level almost wants keanu to know this information and i think he's he's slowly trying to leak it and seep it in mm. through so he's i think he was pleased that keegan found out this information yeah because keegan sort of came home was sort of listening to what karen and mitch were talking about. well they ate karen's secret stash of chocolate which is not a done thing to do yeah, you do not do that you do not do that especially if karen's gone out to tell keanu this remarkably horrible news about his father and then comes back with no chocolate with no chocolate um, so they it was one of those things that wasn't sort of strung along for weeks you sort of found out what Keanu's dad did, didn't you? This secret came out straight away, and it, it's not a nice secret to discover mm. either. And uh, basically, they you find out that Keanu was younger, and Keanu's mm, he dad still being a baby, when he was still a baby. Yeah, uh, he ultimately tried to stab. Well, he did stab. Mm, tried to, try to kill, to kill uh, Karen. Karen, because um, the only kids that around that time was Chantel, who we've not met yet, and Keanu. Mm. So no one knows that this happened, and then Keanu's dad. We found out had 12 years in prison. I think they said, didn't they? 12 yes, years to life or something. Keegan asked, Keegan asked where he was now. Mm. Um, and Mitch didn't know. Mitch said, I don't know any more than you well, know. Well, that, that's what confused. I don't know if Mitch was lying on purpose. But Karen said that he had life in prison. But then Mitch told Keegan he had 12 years. Ah, maybe so Keegan so doesn't I, go look for him. So he doesn't go maybe. find him in jail. Because Keegan might be curious to... Meet this guy mm. again. I think. Would you? Do you think that this father might be introduced at some point? Karen phoned up her mum and was like, "Oh, I need to tell you that we're back <laughs> together. I want to see what Karen's mum's like." I know. I hope it's Karen's sister's like a posh chav. Yeah, well, and she's Karen's played by like um, S Club Seven, Hannah. T- from Hannah S from S Club Seven. Seven. Which I she can come as well. I like her. Oh yeah, oh, all like, the Taylors. I want invited. all the S Club Seven to come I along. <laughs> to sing a little song in the next talent yeah. night at the Vic. <laughs> so um, I'd be interested to see what um, Karen's mum's like. I wonder if she'll be the posher side or a bit rough. Because we, like, we need a bit of a rough, older, pat, mm. peggy sort of a woman. So. Well, or, or a woman who's come into money who used to be a bit mm, on the yes. rough. That'd be better. I'd love that. So I was quite That'd intrigued when I heard her talking to her mum. Yeah, but, but then if you're telling her mum something that ultimately ended up not actually being true which was mm. a bit sad for her so again she's been she's had the life sucked out of her because mitch came along so mitch keegan admitted he heard the conversation between him mm-hmm. mitch gave kind of fed the lines of what to say to keanu to get yeah. him back home it just goes to show how easily manipulated um keegan is well you it? kind of got a small hint of that when it aiden. was aiden mm. and 
yeah, he he will do anything just to kind of be on the side to of feel a bit loved to feel yeah, yeah to feel a bit wanted a bit intri- in, intrigued and yeah so he he did ultimately get Keanu back and uh, someone needed to, Mitch got a text message so Mitch mm. was in this kind of family environment didn't seem very happy about it and then got this text message. Yeah, um, from an unsaved number. Wasn't from an it? unsaved number, and there was a, there was a kiss at the end of it yeah, too, saying, "Where are you?" Yeah, where are you? Well, where where have you been? Um, so again, you you he's obviously it could be a daughter, it could be a family member, mm. it could be someone. I mean, who's it's hinted that it's obviously another. Well, it's hinting it's a girlfriend, <laughs> lady friend. Maybe it's um, <laughs> Karen's sister, Hannah from S Club Seven. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be yeah. That would be going back to what we were saying about Little Mo and uh, the secret affair with yeah. uh, Shane Ritchie. <laughs> so um, he was doing that, and then obviously people were saying, "Oh, the dog needs to be walked." Mm. And no one else, no one wanted to do it because no. they were all settled in for he the night. He sort of after. put a little put down to Keanu, saying, "You're the man of the family. You do it, didn't he?" But yeah, and then Keanu said, um, "Don't get lost. It'd be a shame if you don't come back." And Keegan well. kind of gave him the death stare. And, um, he's getting Ke- good at that, isn't he? He is, he is. And Keanu kind of looked away quietly. But they're all full. They're all settled in for a night after their chicken nugget and chips. So Mitch said, oh, I'll take the dog for a walk then. And as he went downstairs, the, mm. do- the dog found the envelope of money. Yeah, going full circle here. Uh, yeah, found the envelope of money. So the money, obviously, that Patrick left for Ted. For Ted to, to spend the money on, yeah. And uh, it's basically taken the money and ran. The dog was found outside by... Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. Obviously, and she was jo- like, really happy about it, as well it was really weird who Joyce was yeah she's like oh he was tied up outside <laughs> <laughs> he's like all right Joyce and she, and obviously she, maybe she won at bingo she was in good mood oh yeah 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 so maybe she won a couple of hundred quid took her antidepressants she was away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had a gin <laughs> had a one gin of the night remember when they had that glass of wine they were both like oh my goodness mm. <laughs> um, and uh, as she left also she was like oh see you later Keegan like she made a special goodbye to Keegan as well like this special maybe we'll find out that Keegan's <laughs> mother isn't Karen <laughs> maybe they're all from the same tower block aren't Oh, there they are they are um and yeah he's run off with the money so now again karen's disappointed and keegan straight away accused keanu of uh spoiling it for everyone because he said that keanu had basically dri- driven him out by his comments and constant barrage of insults and mm. nastiness toward him so do you think that's all we're going to see of mitch no no I, as no. i say i don't think she i don't think he's got enough padding to be a, a full character mm. not just yet anyway but i think yeah he'll be back once once he's spent the three thousand four hundred pounds <laughs> but a bit, but i think it'll be interesting to find out what he spends it on i think i think we might see a few scenes outside where outside of the square i mean where you're, where he's gone to yeah so the, maybe keegan will be walking down the high street somewhere we're walking in in the, mm. the the department store where michelle works and he he sees mitch in you know in the background buying a watch or something mm, like that or a ring or something. yeah and uh, i think something that like that probably would then link mitch back into the story mm. but i think we've seen the, we've seen the back of him for at least a couple of weeks and he will come back in again but as you say he's quite an interesting character i didn't like the laundrette scene i thought that was um that was a bit over the top oh really yeah, well, I did, especially when he showed his bum crack. Yeah, Karen's got a thing for bums. She keeps what, looking cracks. At, wow. <laughs> she kept looking at uh, Jack's bum and Mick's bum. Oh yeah, she has a thing for bums. I think that's what they were. Do you reckon Jack wears to. turtleneck pants? <laughs> Let's hope so. So they <laughs> never fingers crossed. <laughs> so one final scene on Friday's episode was obviously featuring Michelle. Yes, Michelle's very like, prominent. Uh, you know, she's come in and she's I don't know how to handle it. Not, not babysitting the person we see. No. 
<laughs> she was babysitting Stacy's kids. Yeah. And we found out that Big Mo is in the living room. Yes. And with the revelation that she's dead. Cat is dead. Or is she? Well, such a cliffhanger. Such a cliffhanger. We all know she's not dead. So <laughs> next week, obviously, it's about Cat's funeral arrangements, whatever. Everyone knows she's coming back into the soap. So it's a bit of an odd, bit of an odd one. Yeah, but it's just it's just a it's a um introduce, yeah. It's just just a cliffhanger, isn't it? It's just a it's a tease. It's mm. just a tease to get you to watch next week. So obviously, it? next week's going to be Slater heavy. It's going to be a very Slater heavy oh, episode. Hey. I thought actually that they were a bit quick to show that Slater trailer last week. I think it would have mm. been better placed this week at yeah. the end of the episode. I half expected to see it again at the end of the episode. It didn't pop up. So I was I was I I, I think they were a bit premature with their um excitement over showing that Slater trailer mm. last week i think they it would be it better place good of a trailer anyway no it was a, it was a, it was a <laughs> yeah it was a cut together of <laughs> of scenes that we've not even seen yeah. this week so again there was no real reason for showing it there's no build up for it so anyone tuning in this week thinking oh hang on we're going to see little mm. mo and slate and the slater a uh, little mo sorry big mo and cat uh, and all the slaters coming back they'd probably be a bit disappointed well well, well but apart from the wonderful entertainment we got anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so that wraps up this week's discussions, doesn't it? It does. Now, would you like to play a little game? Ooh. Oh, of course. <laughs> you have to ask. Well, here we go then. Okay. Right, so. Another jingle. Lovely. <laughs> I've been busy this week. I can see. <laughs> so what's this? So this game is called Ian Bill's Real Deal. Oh my god! Now I'm going to name an item that is sold right in the world of EastEnders, be okay. it from the market stall, the Queen Vic, or any number of the establishments in the Square and Bridge Street, so on. Right. And you have to tell me if they are higher or lower than the last. And you'll get bonus points if you've had the exact price or exact the exact price or Ian Bill's real deal. <laughs> okay. See now, what you did there. <laughs> it's just genius. So um, I came up with this in my sleep. So, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the first item. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just ask you if you know the price. If you don't know the price, I'll have to give it to you. And then we're going to go <laughs> on to the next one. Okay, here we go. So the first item is the price Vincent paid for a DVD, signed picture and a selfie of Magic Marv. Now, do you remember what? Vincent Page. I remember Dramatic Marv. <laughs> I've obviously blanked everything else. Um, Twelve ninety nine. Lower. It, it was lower. He paid. He ultimately he paid ten pounds. He ultimately okay. paid ten pounds. He was. He offered fifteen. Well, Magic Marv asked for twenty fifteen. He kind of knocked him down oh. and down and down. And Vincent eventually said, "Here, take this. Keep the change. Ten pounds." And uh, yeah, got a free DVD of the world bargain. famous. It was is a bargain, really. You, you could sell it on eBay for twice the price. So okay, £10 so is £10 where we're starting. Okay. So, is the price of two coffees in cafes higher or lower than £10? Just coffees. Two coffees. Lower. Yeah, it's lower. Do you yes. know how much? It costs quite a quantity. Right. I'm, I'm doing maths. For what? people who can't visually see <laughs> me, I'm thinking. It's it's quite soul-destroying to watch this. There's £5. It's like two. It, no, it's £3. But for two? For two coffees, oh. £1.50 each. Very good. I suppose if you're going to look at it in that perspective. Okay. It's, uh, watching you do this is like watching the chess in um, EastEnders, you know. <laughs> I feel like I should 
Mock it's more realistic than this, it um, should be. This is a skill, though. This is a skillful. So chess. I got one point because it was lower, but not the exact. You were right with the yes being lower. So anyway, so two cafes. Uh, You're keeping note of points. Oh, I'll write this down. Hang on. There we go. So one point. I've written one. Something I clearly can't remember. So two coffees at cafes is three pounds. So do you think that a minute mart, a minute mart sausage mash and peas ready meal? So much choice, so much taste. Is higher or lower than three pounds? Higher. Higher? Yes. And do you know what you think the price would be? Five pounds. No. No. Sadly, you're wrong on both counts. Ugh. It's lower. Two pounds. What For meat? what is it? Sausage? Sausage. Two sausages, mash and peas. Ready. Maybe it's horse meat from Shirley's uh, <laughs> van. <laughs> I reckon it's just all the meat they sweep off from the floor, quite honestly. Mainly. But mainly two pounds. Two pounds. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, Next. Right. So this is the final one. And oh uh, if we do play this again, then this is the price we're going to carry over with. Mm. So do you think from two pounds, do you think the price of curry chips and a drink on curry night at the Queen Vic was higher or lower than two pounds? Higher. Yeah. And how Seven much? £7.50. <laughs> you were right to be higher. So I, I'll add an extra one next to to make it a tally of two. Cool. But you're wrong. It was six pounds. Yeah, or close. as Mick put it, six jib. <laughs> when Ian asked how much it was going to cost. So that's what we're going to carry on over next time we My play goodness. Ian Bill's Real Deal. There we go. What My goodness. Sandwich wow. bookmarked beautifully by oh. the jingle. <laughs> How intense mm. that was. Lovely. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, oh, I think I need to go lie down now after all that. So thank you very much. That's and okay. We will see you all. Oh, my God. What? I think I just left the hob on downstairs. The theme to EastEnders Weekly was written and composed by Claxon. He can be found on SoundCloud under K-L-A-X-U-N. Thank you all for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe and leave a review, it would mean so much to us as it really helps the word get out that we're around. If you have any topics or discussion you want us to talk about, you can email us at EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com or send us a tweet at EastEndersWeek. We do live tweeting to every episode of EastEnders, so make sure you follow. See you soon.